Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking season 11, episode 20, What's Been Lost. Aaron, what has been lost? What, what have we lost? 11 years of our lives? 12 years? An Academy Award nominated director mm-hmm. uh, that was an executive producer, uh, Andrew Lincoln. Uh, Deny Guerrero. Deny Greer, yeah. There's a lot of things have been lost. Chandler Riggs, Shane, uh, lost. John Bernthal, John Bernthal, Johnny B, yeah. Michael yep. Rooker, Andrea. What was her? Sure, her name was. Uh, it's not. It's the other Lauren. It's it's a very confusing. Lauren Holden, Lori Holden, yeah. Lori Holden lost a lot of things along the way, uh, but I think this episode is talking about you know. What what we've lost in terms of like civilization? Oh, okay. Um, I was thinking about what do you Sophia. Think of the, well, we've lost that, yeah, but we've gained a badass in Carol. Uh, what do you think of this episode? Uh, it was okay. I I think it's you know it, it's uh I guess some inevitable next steps from where we were last episode, right? Um, and it. it felt pretty good i i don't have any like things i could point to this episode and say well that's just stupid that's just ridiculous um the hornsby stuff had the potential to go very wrong but i think it went exactly how i wanted it to (laughs) so yeah I'm, i'm okay with this episode i don't know i don't have strong feelings on it is that bad? It feels like the Commonwealth plot is going really fast. No, I feel the same way. It's like this is the most okayest episode of The Walking Dead. You know, yeah. um, it's not great, not even particularly good, but it's not cover your eyes bad. Um, I, I wonder if we're getting inured a little bit to it because there is some I, the world building. Like uh-huh. Pamela Milton meets with like big money donors in her office. What yeah, the what fuck does that, does that mean even in mean in this context? <laughs> it's 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 hard work and people power that matters, right? Not right. They've got bills. like laundry baskets full of money that they've like. I know they have a functional economy and some kind of yeah. you know system that's built on uh, increasingly what's appearing to be slave labor and what that. But like, I just think it's funny because like the idea I had is like uh, Milton kind of like founded this town and he's essentially a warlord. So like, are these you know, like no one had anything that they contributed. Like they didn't have like a, a existing empire. Like what? What is? Mm-hmm. The, uh, yeah. What? What are these people? Um, I don't know. That's that's the one thing that stuck out to me too. And I, I was like, stuff like saying, that. Well, it's fifty thousand people. They do have a functioning ish economy. Like, mm-hmm. but yeah, what did these people actually contribute? And the episode yeah, like, doesn't tell us, so I can't pick on it too much. But yeah, I wish I knew. Like, were they robber barons? Like, were these the people that got the poppy fields going? Right. And, Do they run that you know, railroad they, that they're talking about? Yeah, maybe. Right. Or some guy started a textile that's, that's keeping them in all mm-hmm. these Jacqueline Smith collections. Uh, uh, sugarcane yeah. farmer that's like selling sure. their sugar for baked goods. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, but. but there's stuff like that that I'm like. Is this stupid? Because it's like it's so on, you know, like I, I thought that and I've 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 thought that there has been high points at the social commentary that they've made in the Commonwealth. and There's been low points. I feel like this is trending towards more of the low point territory. And just it's like, man, I don't yeah. know. I, I I thought I was kind of but like but I, it's it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. And as I look at it and, you know, we've got four episodes after this. Right left in the entire series and I'm, I'm trying to look at okay where are they going to land this thing um boy i got a grim prediction for you jim they're not going to land it crash into the oh, ocean well, i i don't think this is the series going to feel like i don't think we're going to feel like we get anything yeah, you're probably right because i they think don't we're going to feel like we're arriving at the a fork in the road except for the fork has four forks yeah and one of them is named daryl dixon the other is named whatever the rick grimes movies are called the one of the uh, one some kind of Negan Maggie thing if that hasn't already been canceled and yeah I, I that's right. the that's my sinking feeling that we are not going to get a really smooth closure for the Alexandrians this is what what we're really here for at this part at mm-hmm. this point yeah and I mean they're questioning right like what what comes next I mean 
Hornsby says it aloud in this episode. What comes after Pamela? Yeah. Um, think of the children, right? I, ugh. I hate that line. I, I know you have to think of the children, but it's it's such just like a it's just a, a shield to cliche. hide behind. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. ridiculous. Um, but I don't know. Well, ultimately, not a bad episode. But yeah, it's it's not thrilling me. Had some killer Daryl Dixon line readings that I'm gonna that that, 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 that <laughs> I enjoyed right. a lot. Uh, some Daryl at his most feral. Pretty we good face it. peel. I was gonna say A plus zombie mm-hmm. kill. Like we thought the degloving of the face was good. like we have a f- damn near full body deglove. Yeah, just the way they did it is just like yeah, kind of marveled. The dash of slow mo in there, which I really mm-hmm. liked. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wanted to see that in its full glory, and they gave it to me. And uh, a Commonwealth Railroad. So that's kind of a decent like that's mm-hmm. a kind of cool big post-apocalyptic idea that would be pretty fucking hot if you could get a, wa- a railroad line working to kind of take you know the you know because what is the big problem that's always plagued our communities like one bridge washes out and you're fucked what if you had mm-hmm. a high you know relatively high speed freight locomotive that could tie various communities together for trade and, and mutual defense and stuff like that would be pretty you know goddamn next level uh, so, like, I thought that's a kind of cool big picture thing for what the Commonwealth has is, is been doing in secret. Like, why are they trying to acquire all these communities? Yeah. And, and the thing that they're setting up here that they absolutely have to deliver on or I'm going to cancel The Walking Dead, uh, my AMC Plus subscription, <laughs> is they have to run through a herd of zombies with the cow catcher on the train, right? Oh, I didn't right? even think about that, but you have to. You have to. There's nothing that can stop that <laughs> locomotive. It would be glorious. Will they spend the money on the CG to make it happen? That's the only question. Have you seen that Mythbusters episode where I think it's Adam Savage? They build this like giant snowplow that they attach to like a semi and they drive it through like a, a, a lot full of parked cars. I don't think I've seen that one. And like a snow plow snow catcher on like an 80 mile an hour semi going through cars is a frightful thing. It's just parting <laughs> these like the red cars are just flipping. I'd imagine like oh, that amazing. only with rotting corpses. And yeah, man, I wish you hadn't said it because if they don't do it, I'm going to feel disappointed. Yep. Me too. Sorry, you trust I might have CGI. It, I don't Did you trust I, the CGI it, in the show to pull because like practical. Yeah, but the CGI and I feel like it's going to be hard to pull off practical zombie cat cow catchers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I want to see it go through a big herd. I don't want to see it hit yeah. four or five walkers. No, and obliterate. No, you want to see you want to see him drive through a, a parked car lot. The zombie equivalent of that. You exactly. Wanna see spectacle. And Nicotero's got to know, right? He he. He is the master at this. He knows He's just the potentials one man, of, I know, but he is just one man against an army of executives who don't want to spend any money. Mm-hmm. I know, I know, I'm scared we won't get it, but that's what I really want to see. That's my fondest wish for the end of Walking Dead. All right. I Now now it's my fondest wish, too. You've infected me. And the whole <laughs> audience, there's a whole, there's like 10,000 plus malcontents that are going to be pissed mm-hmm. if they do a perfectly fine finale and they don't have a zombie train. Yep. Uh, Running through a herd. Don't shamble off. We'll be right back after the break. Here's what's new in premium content for our club members. This week, Jim's away, so the producer will play. That's right, it's time for another fabulous lunch with Talitha and Aaron. Not only do we have an alternate host lineup, we also are doing it on an alternate day. Lunch will be served on Wednesday. All that, plus the usual bullshit for me, served live or catch the podcast version out later that day. We're about a month out from the kickoff of Badass Fest 6, so get your tickets now while available at baldmove.com live. Come watch an outrageously badass mystery film with us. Grab another snack and beverage from the theater's fully stocked bar. Then get back in your seat for a live recording of the accompanying podcast. Get more info and tickets at baldmove.com slash live. If you want more Bald Move in your life, head over to support.baldmove.com to find out how you can get tons of bonus audio and video content plus ad-free feeds. Welcome back, survivors. Here's even more of The Walking Dead. Uh, all right. Well, we've kind of talked about our general thoughts. Maybe we should get into specifics with the recap. Let's do it. 
we start with another Judith voiceover, this time talking about the value of other people uh, and showing us shots of mostly Carol. Carol seems to be the main focus of this episode. Um, That's her evolution into a badass. We see her as the helpless housewife. Uh, Then we see her like that was the moment like when she became Carol, when she donned her cloak it, uh, camouflage and fired mm-hmm. bottle rockets and just <laughs> murdered everyone with an assault rifle. Like she's been yeah. fucking our Carol ever since. I love it. Um, anyway, yeah, revisiting that was fun. And then we come to the modern day stuff at Commonwealth where Zeke visits Carol in the kitchen, but he gets grabbed by goons and they come after Carol, but she evades them. And I was very happy to see that they couldn't catch Carol because of course you can't. They're, they're at least honoring the characters they've created. Yeah, That's like good. you send some nameless thug after Carol Peltier. No, no, she is the one no. that knocks. What are uh-huh. you talking about? Um, and and like I, I I like that, and also I think I think she is now the apex badass on the show because not even Daryl could do this. Yeah, Daryl got caught. Daryl got surprised. Daryl's getting choked up by his thug, but she handles uh-huh. hers. Maybe, maybe she because she's put on her mom camouflage a little bit. Now Pamela sees through it though. So if they sure. send they sent someone out there thinking they're getting some kind of tame fifties housewife. They fucking had another thing coming to them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, Carol. Yeah, it badass. seems like they ambushed both Ezekiel and Carol at the same time. But with Daryl, it they sent uh, two goons just for him. Yeah. yeah, and Zeke, so. you know, he's just he just had thyroid cancer like last week. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not at full strength, right? Daryl had two thugs, but still, two thugs got to drop on Daryl. I don't know if I buy it. Yeah, yeah, they they didn't really tell us how that happened, so maybe he, I don't know, was busy. Maybe he had his noise canceling mm-hmm. earphones in or something. Mm-hmm. I, I tell you what, you don't want to do in this post apocalypse. You don't want to get caught. In a two-car garage with the door cracked open, because mm. all the bad shit in the show happens when you're in some kind of nondescript two-car garage with the door cracked about a foot open <laughs> and a bunch of metal shelves. That's uh-huh. where you wrestle with the rat for half an episode. That's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing stuck good ever happens. Rack. Sure. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Is she is Carol stealing biscuits? I think so. I think she's like gearing up for them to leave. Uh, Commonwealth, right? There's no money. There's no Commonwealth bucks being changed hands here. I think she's just she's just mm-hmm. uh, packing biscuits. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, she. So we go to the you know intro there, and they run the whole thing, and then we come back, and Carol continues evading the cops, and eventually comes across a bloody wagon and a motorcycle, and she follows the blood to where Daryl is being attacked by goons, and helps him dispatch them, and Daryl says they took the kids. Carol says they took everyone. Um, I don't buy this guy getting the drop on Daryl Dixon. This guy has a knife in his chest. At various mm-hmm. points, Daryl will reach for a knife that's five foot away. <laughs> yeah. He puts hands on the knife and wiggles it around the guy's chest. Like, uh-huh. what? Instead of wiggling, why don't you just ice pick it a couple times? Yeah, totally. No, I, I, I kept thinking, like, why is he reaching for the knife that's five feet away when there's one two feet away? And Daryl Dixon got a knife in somebody and couldn't finish him off? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the the editors are working for the goons because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I, I don't I don't buy the, this this happening. But whatever, whatever. Carol's the apex uh, badass in The Walking Dead. I, I'm not mad at that. Uh, so was Daryl loading up supplies, too? He's got a bunch of like this cart's full That's of what canned I goods. And yeah, he's he's yeah. in there pillaging the, you know, the, the garages where they store all the food in the post-apocalypse makes sense get out with what you can now that the plant now the deal is off uh so we go over to pamela who talks with some of her major donors uh yumiko shows up and demands to know where her friends are pamela says they've been removed from the commonwealth and decides that she wants yumiko to pros- uh, prosecute eugene and yumiko rightly tells pamela to get fucked but pamela threatens her friends and her brother so at this point, I assumed she was probably going to do it. I was wrong. Yeah, I was wrong, which is kind of awesome. I was wrong in the Pamela's, best way possible, too. Yeah. I love Pamela sitting there in her office with her big money donors. Again, how the hell that mm-hmm. works, I don't know. And they're all talking about, I mean, this is very broad, you know, like, oh, I, the matter's well at hand. I'm going to shut down immigration. Don't you worry. Right, right. 
I love how Yumiko just fights her way in the office and is like, you and me, Pamela, I'm the biggest threat you have. Like, what are these big dollar, these big, big money yeah. donors going to stumble out of this? Like, well, you know, she, she's, she, she almost convinced us everything's well at hand. And then this <laughs> lanky lawyer lady came in, punched a guard out and threatened Pamela Milton with her life. <laughs> so I don't know. If Getting mixed signals from the heard. Milton regime here. Yeah, her definition of at hand differs from mine, certainly. Um, she thinks she has it at hand. She sent all her goons to round the people up, but it's not working out. And the thing is, is like, I mean, Pamela's right. This would absolutely work for propaganda. You know, oh, you go yeah, yeah. and you have Yumiko, who's, you know, a stolid citizen with her brother. And like, I was one of this group, which is why I'm so shocked that this happened and why I think... Eugene has to be brought to justice and all that kind of, you know. Get Gene Hackman to do your jury selection. And yeah, this mock trial goes off exactly how you want it to. It gives the right image. I would love for someone to go back to right before the Negan era, like in a time machine and tell Eugene the character, you are going to be at one point be held for execution as the most dangerous person in your community <laughs> and see what he says. You are an enemy of the state number one. And approached for advice by a a, a, a federal government level lawyer. <laughs> yeah, for moral guidance. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't see it, certainly, but have they done the job of telling that story? Because Yumiko makes the claim that like they've been together for years and she's known this man. I don't know that that checks out. I don't think that's true. I think I, I think maybe two, maybe technically that definition is true. Maybe there was another time jump though. No, but no, because Judith Judith was still recognizably Judith when she met these people. I'm we pretty through, sure we went through one winter, maybe two, maybe it's years like two. Exactly. But yeah, technically correct, yeah. but you're really yeah. stretching the definition of years. Uh-huh. And she's like, I've come to respect and admire. Since when? You got to at least <laughs> tell the truth. But the, the, the joke is that none of no one in uh, the Commonwealth knows Eugene as like a, like they he just they just know that he's the other. He came from outside sure. the community and he's kicking against and it's like probably part of their narrative because you know, that I man, I Again, I want to acknowledge there's been some really messy storytelling with the Commonwealth because, like, I felt like they they let the cat out of the bag that the Commonwealth is evil way too soon. Mm. Um, I still find a lot of their immigration intake stuff that we saw that Zeke and Princess and Yumiko go through very hard to understand in the context of a larger world. Like, do they hate immigrants just kind of on principle? I didn't get that impression. And I wouldn't think they would. I mean, also, I got to say, you know, Rick's people were not super welcoming of immigrants. If we yeah, want to like, you know, he put them through, he put them, they put them through questioning because it's like, it's a fucking rough and tumble world here, man. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like, well, some of those things, it's like, uh, when did, when did Commonwealth go too far? Uh, they clearly have. I think it's probably when they tried to just, I don't know. I don't that, That's the thing. It's like the show's so messy in the storytelling that I don't know basic answers like that, but anyway. is that intentional? Like slow boiling some, some plot here to where you can't really detect the line they cross. Uh, see, I think they could, that would have been a really interesting thing for them to do, but mm-hmm. by seeing the perspective of, you know, how, how they treated the outsiders kind of let us know that this is, yeah. You yeah. know, like it's like it's, it'd be one thing if they were held in some kind of safe processing facility until, you know, and they were. But like, I, I didn't feel that like it, it it felt a lot more invasive and and uh, hostile than that. Yep. You know, keeping them in pins like they're, they're, you know, they're trying to put your thumb on a scale about how you feel. But then you're also supposed to be like, oh, my God, look at the Commonwealth. It's so amazing. I don't know. I feel mm-hmm. like they've done it super successful. Yeah, I agree. Uh, here's the thing. Yumiko, you just need to go to the nearest kitchen, grab a knife, come back and cut Pamela's throat. Like, this is the Walking Dead, not the West Wing. These people are killers. You well, cannot I, you, yeah. you cannot politically outmaneuver Daryl Dixon, Carol Peltier. Like, these yeah. people don't give a shit about your politics. They're coming for your throat. Well, and vice versa, like, that's my commentary for the end of this episode is like Yumiko essentially putting 
Commonwealth fascism on trial. Like I, I love it conceptually. It just doesn't work in this world, yeah. right? Like yeah it's kind it, of a great switcheroo like i'm gonna defend him instead and now you can't right. kill me you can't fuck with my brother because i've introduced him to everybody they know him now and also i'm defending in a high profile situation so conceptually it's, it's, it's a like very a, good twist but oh I yeah agree. but it's, it's like mr smith goes to washington set in a banana republic absolutely yeah well okay mr smith <laughs> is going to be disappeared Right. And declared an enemy of the state, and that's what's going to happen. But we'll we'll, we'll see. I'm I'm curious to see how Pamela uh, handles the curveball. But we're we're spoiling the episode, Jim. Oh, fair, fair. Maybe maybe people listening have not seen it. They're uh, we're watching along. They it's like again, the only way to watch the only way to watch The Walking Dead is watch a scene, pause it, listen to us break it down, <laughs> play, and just you know uh, how else how else sure. can you how else can you appreciate all the detail and the well thought out scripting in The Walking Dead. All right, Daryl and Carol skulk around, deciding their next move. Daryl wants to go to Mercer, which is a just insane prospect, I think. But Carol They're has a more insane simpatico. prospect. Let's go to Hornsby as their best bet. <laughs> Break him out of the black cells of the Commonwealth, yeah. Yeah, I don't know which is worse here, man. Um, I, I don't know. It, so Carol and Daryl don't really know what Mercer has been through in the last day or two, right? Like he's had every person in his life come to him and say, you are a shitheel for doing this. Yeah. Get fucked. on board, man. Uh, uh, so he might be willing. Daryl's one of those if, people. And Mercer, like I said, uh-huh. I, I don't think that I think he thinks that Mercer could be trusted. Maybe. But maybe. Carol, Carol's kind of like shakier on it because she doesn't know him like uh, Daryl. Daryl does. But sure. And I think Carol's confident that she understands who Hornsby is and can manipulate him well enough to get yeah. what they need. I, I, this is some of, like, again, quality Norman Reedus work here, but some of Daryl's line reading is like, they jumped me, even took dog. Like, I, <laughs> I can't believe they I took the dog. Why would the they dog. take the dog on a death train? Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're <putting laughs> Why? The, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're putting you're putting the dog in the, the concentration car. The dog like, no. is not part of the rebellion, man. You, yeah. yeah. I, Although, you know wild. what? Uh, this dog ain't a book le- a bootlicker. I think it's probably right. You got to wrap yeah. him up. He's not gonna go along with this. <laughs> He's a That's ball licker. Crazy. He is not a bootlicker. <laughs> God damn it! I even took dog. Oh, I took dog. Uh, yeah. So then Yumiko goes to the hospital to tell her brother what Pamela's done and ask what she should do. He tells her, "Give Pamela what she wants," aka JSS. Did we ever think anything less than Tommy, Mr. Thoracic Surgeon, could save hundreds of lives over the year just baking fucking beignets? Uh, right, know? right. He's like, not the guy to stand Tom, up. Tommy, ultimate get along, get, go along, get along kind of guy. Totally. Uh, and then on her way out of the hospital, Yumiko runs into Connie, who's waiting for the guy she stabbed to get bandaged up so she can follow him back to where her friends are. Yumiko volunteers to go in her place and she's not being hunted and they decide that this will be the last time they ever speak. I it's, mean, Connie, a real fucking gangster here. Like, again, oh, she might be in the running for Apex badass. Kagoons so. tried to jump her. She, she fucking stabbed him in the leg and then had to the, the stalk her wounded prey to the hospital so she can continue to finish the job. Like, yeah, that's a real Carol move. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Um, I, I like these two scenes because essentially Tomi tries to infect her with his like bootlicker disease and Yumiko then takes that energy to to Connie and mm-hmm. Connie's like I'm not asking you for permission to not give up on our friends like get the fuck out of yeah. here and then that triggers Yumiko to like okay well I, I, and then Eugene I like finishes it. the job later yeah because there is a cost like you know there's defiance that can like lead to some strategic victory later on there's defiance that just gets you machine gun and thrown into a pit mm-hmm. and then there's also those borderline cases where it's like if the num- right number of people stand up at the right time you might have be able to avoid the machine gunning into you know mass graves right yeah but like that's a really tough question to know it's like when is it go time and i think that this is the one thing that the walking dead surprise surprise is doing kind of well is like capturing like what it's like to be in a citizenry at various levels of comfort and various levels of the mm-hmm. you know investing into the system and trying to like yeah is this is this where we push our chips in to the center uh or do we keep trying to go into the different you know uh 
uh, avenues available to us. And yeah, I, don't uh, I think that part think, of it's pretty fascinating. I don't think it's go time yet for them. I think they need more support, more public support. Um, well, that's the question. Because also, when is it is is it better to cut and run or to stand right. and fight? And that's what because Hornsby's like, going to ask Carol about later, which, yes. Right. I, I agree. Yeah. And then that's a complicated that's the other question. Thing. Carol has never cared for anybody about, except for the people that are in her walls, right? Mm-hmm. Like asking her to care about 50,000 Commonwealth people, I think that's a no sale. I think other people in the community will have to make that. Yeah. Uh, that argument. Yeah, I mean, Aaron. Because she's down for saving her people, but once they do, she's going to want to fuck off and get far away. She's not going to want to go back and lead a revolution. Totally. Yeah, and I couldn't see her doing that anyway. Um, I don't know. All right. Uh, so, so I was trying to keep tally of like who they have so far. <laughs> I think it's just Ezekiel, Kelly, and Dog at this point that we've seen for sure. Confirm, uh, but. They had a whole busload, but uh, those are more than just Alexandrians. They got the kids, all the children. Oh, they got the kids. Gracie, RJ, Judith. Are there any others? There might be others. I think there's at least one more, but yes, they do have the kids. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jerry's kids. kids. Jerry's got two kids. Mm -hmm. Got those. Uh, Yeah, that's the confirm, but they look like they have a whole bus full, but there's no guarantee that those are all Alexandrians. It seems like there's been a lot of people rounded up in the protest and are sent off to this whatever the fuck it is. And uh, Lydia and Casey Jones are on their way to Alexandria, right? So they're not going to be involved in any of this stuff. And who went with him? Aaron. Jerry. And Jerry. Jerry and Aaron. Yeah. Okay. Right. So they're not around to help out with this, which is a shame because Aaron's kind of a badass. But Nabila and and the kids, I think. So they probably got Nabila too. Probably. Unless she's stabbing yeah. people in the leg and running off. <laughs> uh, I really like this scene, too, because they use the uh, sign language to great effect, right? Like, I, I don't know if I would buy them yeah. whispering in the next room over with just a vent between the walls, very thin walls, uh, yeah, and not being sure. heard. But they've got the the completely silent communication, which is cool. Yeah, it's a good thing they kept the goon into the central surveillance closet, you know, like right next uh-huh. to it, because boy, it'd be a lot harder to keep track, <laughs> keep track on him. Yeah, totally. All right, Carol and Daryl take out the guards at Hornsby's cell. Daryl sees undead Sebastian crawling around and kills him. Hornsby has lost his damn mind, but Carol threatens him back to sanity, and he tells them he can show them where the friends are. And Daryl notices the RF monitor on Hornsby's ankle. He's like, well, can't take it off. You have to cut my foot off, and I don't think you want to carry me. So they just run for it. The alarm goes off. There's a shootout with Daryl staying behind to provide cover while Carol and Hornsby flee. This this sequence of scenes is everything. It's got my favorite Daryl Dixon line read in a long time. I'm going to try to do it. He's like, where to take him? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My throat's only good for one of those, so I hope it came Uh, across. Uh, and then and then Daryl's just choking this guy and like he's enraged with him and Carol steps in like as she's going to do the big, big good cop. She's like, hey, Daryl, 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 we can't. And she's like, Lance, Lance, look at me. Calm down. And she pulls a, a knife and puts it right to his eyeball. And's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. And let, mm-hmm. I was like, she just goes like it goes from bad cop to even worse cop. And the guys <laughs> yeah. of a good. Guy. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, she threatens um, him back to sanity. It's it's. There's another classic Walking Dead moment at, at the uh-huh. lead up to the scene when they snatch the guards. When they yeah. snatch that first guard, Daryl like puts his hand over the guard's mouth, but he's wearing a helmet. So like, right. I'm not sure if you are aware, but you can't stop them from making noises just by putting your hand on their helmet. Yeah. Uh huh. So I don't know why that guard didn't scream when he was dispatched. But when he got it, when he got an arrow through the knee. Yeah. No, no, the guy before him. Oh, I'm trying to think of that guy. Yeah, Daryl sneaks up. Oh, on I one, know what you're talking about. Pulls yeah, him yeah, into yeah, the yeah, hall. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right, right, right. But I don't um, know. That was pretty ridiculous. But uh, I thought it's like, so is it possible that Lance was faking all this? Because it does seem he went from uh, so much trauma that he's regressed where he can barely even speak to mm-hmm. like back to being full on Lance Hornsby. Yeah. I don't know. He, he it didn't never read as faking it in that moment, no, but right. I can't be certain with that guy, which is why I'm glad they do what they do in this episode. Mm. Uh, Daryl oh, must just yeah. look at this dude and be like, 
you you uh, he, I think you. that's pretty clear. I've I've been tortured. You didn't see me blubbering. I wasn't staring at a coin, uh, mumbling to myself. No, I was ready to spring out of my cell and take down whoever came through that door. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they never broke Daryl Dixon. Oh, not they even tried. the easy street. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was a little disappointed they killed Sebastian. I thought they were going to do another kind of fucked up governor with their child kind of arc. Mm-hmm. There wasn't enough really left, but like, you know, like we, this is the second governor we've had on the show. Have some fun with it. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of like that Daryl's just like, he sees this guy and he just puts him down. Cause why wouldn't you? Why does Lance in the black cells of the Commonwealth have a radio frequency tracker on his call on his on ankle? And why can't Daryl just cut that off? Just extra. That makes, that makes it, the alarm go off anyway. I think the alarm would go off. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Extra security. I mean, they could just have someone see them coming out of the cells. Right. Because that's mm-hmm. pretty much what happens anyway. Like before, before they even break the door, like th- like like break the seal of the door. Three guys are on their ass. Oh, that's another Walking Dead moment. Three troopers in a corridor that's maybe six foot wide fire fully automatic weapons. Daryl Dixon's in the middle of the hallway, and he kind of does this with his shoulders and scampers <laughs> off. Not a single round hits him. Classic, classic. Stormtroopers. Yeah, you, you talk about stormtroopers having bad aim. Oh my god! I guess it's I, you wear white armor and your your accuracy goes to hell. You take a plus yeah. a negative ten modifier to your your hit bonus. Yep, that's pretty ridiculous. Uh, then we so go. Daryl's going to stay. Sarah volunteers to stay. It wasn't also mm-hmm. immediately clear to why he volunteers to stay behind. Seems like they could just all run off together and you know, probably. Cover, I mean, he's slowing fire. him down, right? Providing. Uh, uh, covering fire, keep it, keeping them from rushing down this hallway. I don't know. Good thing got separated in the end, though. So, yeah. Uh, so then we go outside where Yumiko is following the goon. The goon stops walking and notices her, and she has to just keep walking. Uh, they made her. Yeah, I like that this guy knows what he does. He's doing kind of broke contact and then waited for her. And then and yeah, definitely he made her because she like was not ready for that. She like gaped at him for like a full <laughs> second before she realized what she was doing and got it back together. So I thought she almost pulled it off. But yeah, she's almost, a novice. But yeah, yeah. This guy knew what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Pamela plans the night's press conference with her new Max, Kathleen. She wants it to feel peaceful, and she gets a call informing her of Hornsby's escape and visits his cell where she sees her dead son and Hornsby's coin embedded in his skull gore. I Why? don't know. She this gets very is, so, angry. Lance said, I have to do something before we leave. This is clearly what he did. Why? He, he is ripped this just off because, like, Sebastian's head was not destroyed. He, no. like broke his head open, smeared his brains around and put his coin in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. As just a fuck you to Pamela. But why would he do that? Cause it's the, I feel like if I, if I'm Lance Hornsby, Hornsby and I'm playing the math on this, mm-hmm. he's got a chance to evade like a Pamela. If this all blows up in his face and Pamela recaptures him, he can be like, man, I was just sitting in my cell. They broke in and took me hostage and, and was, was threatened to torture me unless I, and, but mm-hmm. now that he leaves his coin in the dude's brains, like as a fuck you, it doesn't matter because he died. So, so does episode, this? But does this say that he's had some ridiculous, genuine, genuine change of heart? I don't know. I don't know. Like the episode because that's the only reason that would that. make sense, right? But I, I never. I, I was with Carol. I thought he was like the whole time uh-huh. running his mouth. Like it, none of it was connecting. Well, that that's a beautiful thing about that scene is you cannot trust a man like Hornsby. No matter no. what he tells you, he is he is potentially lying to you, even if he has had a genuine change of heart and one hundred percent believes everything he's saying to you. You have to you assume have to he's lying. Like he, he's manipulating trick, yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the trap people catch themselves in. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's the trap he set 
you know, for himself, because he's just mm-hmm. been such a lying bastard the whole time that you yeah. lose people's trust. And how do you expect them to trust you when you genuinely want them to or need them to? Yeah, it's not like a noble soldier that like, you know, once you cap like, you know, he's, this guy is like, there's not the truth isn't in him at all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and even if he thinks it is right, like even if he's mm-hmm. genuine, how can you trust that he won't just change his mind and start manipulating you again when he gets the on safer footing mm-hmm. so. agreed anyway um why 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 establish pamela mistaking the new secretary for max maybe like, never... they just wanted to introduce the new secretary so that we'll but know her she, later with four episodes to go is she going to be a player i i thought it's a more of like huge but Pamela having some kind of moment of like, oh, but like that didn't play for me either. I, I was confused. Like why have that mm-hmm. little that moment? Like we know it's not Max, but. Right. I, also, what is the see. status of Max? I thought that is she, she got disappeared She's still too. in a cell. Uh, uh, Maybe, maybe. I assume she was maybe still in a cell, though. Like they mm. haven't sorted out the whole Eugene confession. Did Max do anything? Because like, what's Mercer going to? I noticed that there's a conspicuous absence of Mercer, and there's this new stern lady called the Colonel, and she's traded the her Colonel? eleven herbs oh, and spices one... for a high place in the Commonwealth's military. Yeah, the there's a the woman that conference? she's referred. To, yeah, it's referred to as the yeah, Colonel. Yeah. She looks like a very serious person. I okay. wonder if Mercer's been taken into custody too, and we're going to see this Colonel wow. lady with a red with a red outfit later. Because she wow. looks like a serious customer. That's a big step to take Mercer to custody. Mm-hmm. Well, but I mean, like, if it, the thing is, is like Eugene did what Pamela said she wanted that would save Max. Mm-hmm. And if Max is in some kind of like Mercer wouldn't go along with that. And probably Pamela knows that. So you might as well just get them both. And there was that one scene what was the last episode during all the commotion where Pamela is like, protect, you're supposed to protect us. And he says, no, I protect right. the Commonwealth. Right. So he's already so, un- politically unreliable. Yeah, I, want, I, I would yeah. like to see the goon squad they sent to take in Mercer, though. Holy shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because he never takes that armor off uh-uh. unless he was unless he was up in Princess at the time. Mm-hmm. He's going to be wearing his armor. He's going to have his axes. And I would like to see the squad of six goons to take him on. All right, uh, Hornsby leads Carol to her friends. Well, not directly. He's he's trying to, um, as he tells her how special she is and how much he hopes Daryl's okay. And Carol calls him on this bullshit. And Hornsby claims uh, he's got brain fog from his imprisonment. It's a very bad, flimsy excuse. I've got uh, the trauma. It's a right. thing. Yeah. Then the cops pull up and begin searching for them. And Hornsby claims he can lose them. And Carol follows. Uh, at this this manipulation, this attempted manipulation, or this fresh start he's yeah. looking for, whatever. With I never noticed how much it looks like a prison. From oh out my here. god! Good that lord, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Right. And uh, you're rightly, he's just slowing us down. Like uh, he was saying, like that's the thing is, like he's saying things that sound like normal people talk to him, but like care, like trying to make Carol feel better for leaving a friend behind. It's just not going to happen. No, I'm trying to rationalize. Oh, you did the right thing. He was just slowing us down. It's a wrong thing to say, but I, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. This guy, this, there's no way he's talking himself out of the pit. No, no. Carol, Carol plans from the start to execute him when they get to where they're going. Right. And, and Daryl ain't going to talk her out of it. So no, no, no. So yeah, good on them. Uh, then Yumiko visits Eugene in his cell to tell him that she's going to prosecute his ass. And Eugene gives her permission to do it with a clean conscience. He also says they have to try to do something to help their friends and they can't give up on him. Yeah, as long as as long as there's time, they got to trust trust their friends. This is where oh, I was talking about last week where like Josh was at McDaniels. Uh, McDermott, yeah. Uh, they he just like this would be a cool scene if it was almost anyone else, but they've given this plot line to what's essentially a Muppet character. Mm-hmm. So when he's on the other side of the bars and he's like, you know, just saying all this stuff about, you know what, I've already embraced my faith and my mullet's already done been clipped and I, I guess it's <laughs> like, oh, you just, you really, you get, it's, you have a hard time carrying this material with this performance and this character. It's, it's a damn shame. And when you're tossing in things like uh, later in the episode, the the idea that they've known each other for quote unquote years. 
Right. And Yumiko like stretching how much Eugene actually means to her in the first place. And me incredulous right. that like he means anything to her, even in this scene. I She's someone yeah. she knew to grew well and trust. Bullshit. You know, you might as well say you grew to love and respect him, because that's a lie too. <laughs> you grew to knew him. Everything else uh, is a lie. <laughs> but Pamela yeah. wrote the speech, so what are you gonna do? No, no, that was her improvisation, wasn't it? When she says, uh, no, no, like, no. This let first, me take like, a she second to, no, to she doesn't, introduce she doesn't, my brother, and then she doesn't go off ramp until she gets to her brother, the uh, Eugene part. Like that's that 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 works for Pamela's favor when she said, you know, because she's essentially saying, okay. I have the least amount of reason to turn on Eugene, but I'm turning on Eugene because he's a terrorist. Is the well, that's that's forgivable. That that makes more sense. Yeah, Pamela yeah. would want to sell it as right. Somebody, it's just really you know, funny in context. Yeah. All right. Um, Hornsby leads Carol into an old tunnel, all the while claiming he understands her and telling her his thinking and trying to help Pamela. Then he asks her what comes after, assuming Pamela dies and she finds her friends. Carol says, that's not my problem. And he tells her to think of the children. But their conversation is cut short by a Walker attack. In the chaos, Hornsby runs off with her flashlight, leaving her to fight Walkers alone, but returns to help her fight the final one. Then they run right into the cops. Fortunately, Daryl shows up and saves them. There's a lot of like back and forth. You know, this is this is the sewer standoff all over again. I got you. No, I got you. Did we know that Lance Hornsby was the family chauffeur before this? I don't think so. I found that interesting. The it, it, he wasn't even the chauffeur. He was the chauffeur's son. Huh. Uh, apparently this this was established in uh oh or wait a second maybe this is something that this was a behind the scenes interview on the talking dead hmm. um yeah they have a they have a they, on the website that's yeah so I, I don't think that we knew this in established in the actual screen but i could be wrong i could be wrong um i i wonder why the, the add that little grace note to him at the end yeah, it com- comes from nothing, I guess, right? Like, that's what they want to try and tell you, which I kind of already nothing, got the impression. But I also, like, it made me... Because I was wondering, like, well, maybe he's... Because he knows the CIA guy and all this other stuff. Like, how would he, like, uh, you know, like, what what was his big background? And finally, I guess I thought the chauffeur was a little bit of a anticlimactic letdown. I thought he hmm. was either a, a criminal a defense attorney or some kind of spy or some kind of like X Like I, I thought he had, he had something. I was just taken aback by him being the chauffeur, not even the chauffeur of the family the chauffeur's son. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I kind of like it. He, he is a man who yeah. I very much get the impression has just willed himself into the position right. he's in and will never actually be accepted. Um, and it, that's to say, it tells you something about the Pamela, that her her son yes. is a scumbag, but he's just going to lead because he's a Milton, uh-huh. where Hornsby, who is, you know, say what you will, he's resourceful and he's pretty mm-hmm. smart. He's pretty clever. He's hardworking, but he'll never be able to ascend to the top because, you know, he's the poor. He's yeah. one of the poors. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's not even new money. He's just from nothing. Commoner. Yeah. He's just someone to be. He's just someone to be used. Uh, what is this scene all about? So, like, I think Hornsby raises an interesting question here. What yes. comes after? And I think Carol's response is it might be quintessential Carol, but it is not an actual response saying, well, that's not my problem. But it, um, yeah, it's very Carol. Yeah, right. Very Carol. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a legitimate question. And look, I hate the line. Think of the children, because that's just mm. a shield people use to perpetuate their own bullshit um but it typically applies here but it does apply here yeah and and that that's the thing that's the reason that line ever works right because Mm -hmm. you do have to think of the children when you're when you're doing things so Mm -hmm. so is carol just saying like hey the next generation can burn for all i care i don't give a shit like what is yeah well i don't think and and then what is the meta commentary on on this scene because they've been doing that a lot right i mean this is all about that's the only thing as i think lance is trying all these different things to get to her and he knows Mm -hmm. that like i think by now he knows that if he just says 
think of the Commonwealth or the children of the Commonwealth. She's not going to give a shit, but she's he's she's making a deliberate appeal to the children that she cares about. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't they get a chance to experience the world that they never got to? Like, we know what it was like. We knew this right. paradise that we had relatively before. We have something like that in, in the Commonwealth. We can work together to make it better. And he's like, so he's like trying to explain the problem of revolution. Like, everybody's like, oh, yeah, tear sure. down the system. But then what do you do? You're going to be responsible for 50,000 people's lives? Or do we want to get in there? the people who suffer most are the, usually the, yeah. the, the common people in those situations. Yeah. And that's like... Um, I think, broadly speaking, a viewpoint where it's like the system's fine. You just got rotten people running it. Right. Whereas I think if you understand what the Walking Dead's laying down, they're trying to say, actually, this system of sorting people by their inherent value and, Mm -hmm. you know, having this permanent class of haves and have nots, that is actually just fucked up. And if you had a decent person on top just rearranging the deck chairs, it's still not going to keep the Titanic from sinking. But also revolution, like... Uh, Hornsby's right. Like civilian, you know, like if you want to know who suffers in, in revolutions, it's, it's women, it's children's minorities, hundred percent, probably speaking civilians, but those classes mm-hmm. in particular. So, you know, and, and there's no guarantee that you're going to get something better. Like if you look at all the totally. revolutions across, it's like, you know, and we're conditioned to think that revolution is like you overthrow the evil empire and then everybody's celebrating and then things just work out. Most of the time, that's not what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, four episodes ago, I don't know if they, the the show's going to explore all that, but like they're heading in the right direction. Uh, but the idea that Hornsby would step in and be better than Pamela is laughable. Oh, uh, of course. I mean, of he's course. he's more a uh, political creature, I would say, than even Pamela from what I've seen. But yeah, I don't yeah, know. He seems seems pretty amoral. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Am I using political and amoral interchangeably? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like this scene for several reasons. Some of it is the questions asked and some of it is how Carol reacts to that. Um, Mm. but then you get the Walker attack and I like it for whole new reasons that Walker skin peel. Why is there just zombie skin laying around? Are these just easy peel zombies? (laughs) They're like the, they're like the cuties oranges of zombies are just, just. Yeah, absolutely. This is a new type of variant of just uh, banana peel zombies. <laughs> the cutie, yeah. You got the you got the lurkers. You've got the shamblers. Yeah. You got the cuties. You got the cuties. You got the you got the doorknob doorknob turners, and you got the cuties now. Uh huh. The thinkers. Because yeah, they're the like. Because I'm like, oh wow, is they're gonna like? Because I'm thinking Negan when I saw the skin. But then apparently yep. no, these are just zombies that they 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 walk past a, a loose nail and they just they just get degloved. I mean, does it happen eventually that the skin just falls off? That it'll Dude, shed if you're damp enough for long enough? Maybe. Uh, it's gross though. Like yeah. there's been there's been there's there's been a long proud tradition of zombies epidermis is being reviewed, but this was like the slowness and how it kind of stuck mm-hmm. to the eyes, and you know, like oh, they're peeling the lid eyelids off with it. It's it's gross. The it's stretching. Gross. Yeah, I love it. That's one of the things I was looking for this season. I wanted like mm-hmm. iconic, never before seen zombie kills. And by God, they have delivered like three weeks in a row. We had a, a zombie yeah. death and two zombie kills that are spectacular. Spectacular. Mm-hmm. Two zombie deaths. Two guys pulled apart. Yeah, I guess my question is how did Daryl find them? Did he just track them? He's a master tracker. He could track them, I assume. Like, yeah, gets down in the grass and just sniffs a lot. And That's a good question because he sees the one because I think what you're supposed to understand is they come out the other end of the tunnel. So he sees one end of the tunnel uh, and then somehow just knows like, oh, I know. Here's the gunfire. Sees, yeah. sees the Jeeps, maybe. But but how did he follow into that field? Because it sounded like they've been walking a long time. And Carol's like, yeah. when are we going to get there? He's like, not much farther, just a few more miles. And I'm like, well, they yeah. must be miles from the Commonwealth then. I mean, Daryl is if he's a good like, I'll buy that he can yeah. do some Aragorn type shit, you know? Totally. Um, yeah. Like I said, he can sniff the leaves and and know that they've been through here. So it's a damn good thing that they're all learning sign language, though, because Carol going full auto with his gun in this concrete tunnel. <laughs> I know. I know we say this all the time, but holy shit, they're all going to need yeah. to communicate by sign language before this episode. This season's over. Yep. yep. Um. Why? Why does Carol kind of like? 
I guess they sold that this is a pitch black tunnel and she just kind of panicked and just started like opening up on him. This is the problem I've had with the tunnel work all season. Yeah. I don't they, know how dark it is down there. Because they will never actually take the light away. They will always have a spotlight somewhere yeah. in the scene illuminating it basically like it's a moonlit night. Yeah. And so, yeah, when the flashlight goes out, I'm like, did did the flashlight go out? Did Hornsby take it? Away. Can she see or... Yeah, it's very confusing for that reason. It's wild because like Hornsby's been trying a whole episode to convince her to like, you know, lead a revolution with him or whatever. Mm-hmm. He would have done a long gone a long way if he had just helped out with those zombies. Uh, but I think you're supposed mm-hmm. to understand that he was hoping that Carol would die and then that he could maybe he's always looking for a way out, you know? Yeah, that they would just prison break him and then he could get away scot-free. Yeah. When he's in his Howard Hughes mumbling, what was he saying? Uh there's always a way out. There's it's always a path. There's always a path. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we go to the press conference where Pamela, prior to this, prior to it, taunts Yumiko for blowing Operation Follow the Goon and tells her to be ready to spout her lines. As the conference begins, Yumiko overhears a cop's radio report that Daryl, Carol, and Hornsby got away. Mm-hmm. And she begins her prepared speech, but she stops in the middle to introduce and thank her brother. And then she announces her intent to defend Eugene in court. Defend him, not prosecute him. It's the old switcheroo. I don't know. Uh, I thought this was a great twist and would have worked in a political thriller, mm-hmm. which... In in a world ruled by law, but this is not that world. This is the world where you put a knife in people you disagree with. Yeah, yeah. This the, what happens next week is uh, the new prosecuting attorney says it turns out Yumiko uh, in the night uh, after she made her uh, tre- treacherous statement about the known terrorist Eugene Porter tried to uh, make an attempt on Pamela Milton's life and probably killed mm-hmm. the new secretary in the way out. And, you know, Oh, she's an enemy of the per- people. And you know, like you, 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 you keep, you can keep going down that line. Like the whole, like, yeah, if they go through like a courtroom. Are we going to get like a few good men might. scene? We might where they defeat the Pamela Milton's fascist empire just in court, because that's, <laughs> no, we can't, right? Yeah, that's that's um that's some um, that's some real West Wing centrist liberal fantasy crap right there. Oh yeah, let me tell you. Let yeah, me tell you. Appealing to justice fly. in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, I think they know that's not going to fly. Right? That that is not the impression I've Dude, been getting from this show. I as well. The thing is, is like I. Uh, maybe that's what because like maybe they'll impress me and show that kind of that is a sham that like there is a point where so. like voting and because it seems like that's like okay that's got the, the trajectory free, they're on yeah they're like they, they tried things with the journalists I mean it's all been very compressed they tried to protest you didn't have the riots then you had the crackdowns and the roundups and the executions and now you got the death camps and like you're going to mm-hmm. try it one last, you know, it's like, it's like, there's this, uh, you know, back when I was conservative, it's like, uh, uh, th- this, um, I don't know, parable where it's like, uh, there's four boxes to be used in the defense of Liberty. You got, you got soap, ballot, jury, ammo. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they've gone through soap, uh, ballot, and now they're going to try jury. And then it's just going to be, mm-hmm. it's got revolution. You got to do the ammo stuff. So no, that's, that's, I don't know. The trajectory I've seen this show on, I feel I'm getting the vibe from this show that they are. Yeah. Angela Kang is trying to inspire a revolution in America is what I'm getting like that. Right. Per, perhaps or violent ca- or maybe caution. Like there's a like, do we want it to get to this point or it depends know. on the final disposition of of the yeah, revolution's season, not but, revolution's not my preferred outcome for any kind of sure. civil society. Yeah, it's I don't. I'm one of those commoners that she's talking about, those civilians that's going to get most hurt right. by it. Um, right. But, but I do feel like that has been the vibe of the show. Like, we cannot solve this with these broken systems. The systems have to be torn down. And in the Walking Dead world, that equals putting a knife in somebody, uh, killing the people at the top and and forcing a change. But we have different mechanisms for that here. Um, I thought it was interesting that she specifically thanked her brother, the thoracic surgeon. I want to keep in mind thoracic surgeon as we continue through the episode. 
Oh no! Just put a bookmark on. Are Thoracic you assuming surgery. I know what that means? No, I, no, what, okay. Well, okay. All yeah, right. Just we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. Thoracic surgeon is Thoracic. the word of the day. All the, right. Let's. Also, they established in this scene. They established the colonel. Yeah. Are you always, uh, with me? That she's going to be the Mercer 2.0. We're going to see her in the red. Uh, the red suit. Unless, unless for some reason, like Mercer is just leading the interrogations and stuff, and she's like the backup Mercer, and Mercer's still on the team. Then yeah, I, I think you're right. Do you think we'll see like the all? Because I noticed that he's in still on a lot of the posters. Do you think they'll oh. like overnight replace him? Because that might be kind of like they're going to That'd like cool. a Stalin-esque, you know, revisionist history. We've, yeah, we've never like, had uh, a Mercer. We've always had the Colonel. Kristen Cole about? replacing uh, Harold Westerling as Lord yes. Commander overnight, right? <laughs> Being like, right, oh, right. that's uh-huh. Lord Commander. All right. Yeah. I guess I'll get with the program. Uh, it, it, the key thing here is they show her without her helmet, which I think is the signifier that she will be important. Yes, because everybody else has uh, to have their helmet on at all times. <laughs> right. Anyway, Daryl's team stakes out a train station with a couple of guards. Hornsby tells them of the vision of the Commonwealth, which involved a working train, apparently, uh, uniting communities across this great nation. Daryl and Carol tell Hornsby that he can't be a part of whatever new world emerges from the ashes of the Commonwealth and tell him to leave. And he tries to surprise them with a gun, so Carol puts an arrow through his neck. Then they wait for the train. Hey, don't shamble off. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back, survivors. Here's even more of The Walking Dead. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, this Because you got a little bit of, like, you got your railroad to trying to build across America. Uh, and somehow they're still displacing Native people. <laughs> You know, uh-huh. it's like you've got a country where 99.99% of everyone's dead and you're still managed to find communities and drive them off your land, their land to build a railroad. Um, I don't know if that's deliberate, but I, like I said, I think it's cool. I'm very excited about to seeing this Commonwealth Railway. And it does seem like that's a nat, like, yeah, that's how you would get from a, a 50,000 society to a society of millions is you got to harness all this productivity and all this land. It, it's it's a cool idea, and now mm-hmm. you've ruined it with a zombie cow catcher that they're never going to do, and I'm going to be disappointed. But yeah, I thought that was a because I've always wondered like what are what are they working up to? You know, because we remember like Lance was uh, clearly trying to acquire all these things, and he had all these illicit like you know drug camps and stuff. Like where where is it all going? This is a satisfying answer to where the Commonwealth was going before Alexandria came to throw a wrench in the system. Yeah, definitely. Uh... I think it's it's a good turn uh, in the story. Um, it leaves me a little curious about like why they treated the Alexandrians the way they treated them, uh, and all these communities. And I I don't know that they made the turn from, hey, we are looking for shelter because our city has just been attacked and we need food, mm-hmm. to, hey, we want to rebuild Alexandria quite well enough for me. There right. seems like there's a time gap in there where they could have had the opportunity to start rebuilding Alexandria, get these people out of the Commonwealth, but they were forcing them to stay there. And I, I don't know why they were forcing, like kind of locking them in the Commonwealth. The, the yeah, they're trying to simultaneously, simultaneously lay the tracks, har har, for the train storyline. Yeah. So they're dealing with the actual, and then also the induction of the new people. And it's like dividing them into skilled versus unskilled. And like what? Why yeah. integrate them into your community when your outreach program right. is what you're right. really focused on? Get their community. I think part back of it is because right. like the Eugene and um uh the, the Zeke and, and Yumiko Yumiko were not being honest about where they came from and all that kind of stuff, so they were locked. Mm, but yeah. like, yeah, I, it, it is a little fuzzy. It's a little fuzzy. They it's fuzzy. It's it not bad, it's just yeah, I mean, it leaves me with some some questions or just it not got away from the Kang gang just a little bit. A little bit. Um, and I am just so thrilled. I'm beyond happy to see how Carol and Daryl handle this situation with Hornsby. They're like, we no longer need you. We'll just follow the train. You're going to die. Yeah, and you don't have some dumbass Gabriel or Aaron. Right, there to, to like, moderate. Yeah. Or, or yeah, that the, one, they're like, oh, is this the moral thing? Aren't we better? No, fuck that. Kill this guy. Yeah. A Morgan there to moralize, right? Yeah, that's the last thing I wanted in this scene. And to their credit, they don't do any of that. 
and the whole like you know him trying to say like you know we can do this better we can have a slick campaign um and then like oh are you going to kill me it's like oh you can run (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then we'll stalk you like the predator stalked arnold yeah but i i think if he runs he lives but no, he tries to draw down on Carol and Daryl, and yeah. he gets his throat shot out by Carol's uh, arrow. And I felt like they were hoping they 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 placed that gun right there, hoping yeah. that when he oh, turned yeah, around, yeah, he yeah, would yeah. try something. Yeah, they were they were definitely hoping that he'd do that, and he he did not disappoint. Um, mm-hmm. Do you? So he bleeds out. There's this nice transition of him, like him looking through the sky, and then this the you know the I guess the the sky the the moon roof and the bus that these people are all on the way to the train depot Mm -hmm. um he's bleeding out you know he looks like he shot through the jugular i thought it's i thought it's weird that they mentioned yumiko's brother's a thoracic surgeon which is essentially chest cavity but also including trachea like your jugular your veins your neck process is there any possible way that hornsby lives because why else why else would you say thoracic surgeon that's such a weird, like my brother, the urologist, <laughs> and then he gets my his dick brother, shot. Yeah. the proctologist that uh-huh. serves our community, keeps all our assholes <laughs> tip top shape. Yeah, my brother, the podiatrist that has helped. Like, wh- why a thoracic surgeon? I I can't see it. I oh, okay. So so, what would the scenario be that would have to happen to make this? possible like hornsby's out here in the middle of nowhere there are two guards within well, no, he's seeing not, they're distance. not in the middle of nowhere they're all they're at the train depot uh, right he's but that, he's up on a hill far away but th- there are guards within sight if you have and, binoculars and i think you're supposed to understand that this this convoy is going to this facility to and if you knew that daryl and carol and lance had broken out of prison you would have to assume that Hornsby would say probably where they're holding their friends. So I think it's logical that you'd have a whole piss pot full of Commonwealth people going into this spot right now. But he's also bleeding out right now. No, he's like, in the show. Yeah, like the, the he's uh, yeah, you're the, dead like, in the, minutes. You got se- you got that. you got seconds of consciousness, minutes of yeah. life left. Maybe yeah. if, if that. Because you are I just don't lo- see losing it. a lot of blood. And, and you need your thoracic surgeon to get miles out from the Commonwealth in minutes to save this guy? No. It, yeah. It, it will be a complete blunder if they try this. But I can't wait till the <laughs> opening scene of next is, is uh-huh. uh, you know, to- Tommy with a crash cart. You know, we're losing him. We're losing him. And yeah. Yeah. And him with one of those like tra- trachea amplifier things yeah. talking through uh-huh. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. I those, want to Milton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's gonna that, that, be a real But where does he show. go from there? Because he also he also gave a motherfuck to Pamela before he took right. off. So yeah, he's probably just dead. I just the thoracic surgeon tickled me. He's gotta be dead. I hope. I mean, he's no dead. shade to thoracic surgeons. It seems like from what I can tell it's one of the like second hardest specialty after like maybe neurosurgery. Hmm. Or like pediatric really? thoracic surgeon, Even yeah, yeah, like cardiologist. You're, you're, Damn, yeah, you're doing heart and lung transplants. You do like it's like, oh, oh, really major shit. So what here. the fuck do cardiologists do? They're just specialized they specialize, version yeah, of the spe- thoracic surgeon. Specialized thoracic surgeons. Oh, do we need cardiologists? Okay, let's move on. <laughs> if we've got thoracic <laughs> surgeons, uh, it, it, here's my thing. He's going to turn she didn't deliver a fatal shot right here for a, a yep. walker he's gonna so he's gonna turn an arrow stuck out of his neck do you think we see him again in that capacity probably as a walker do you think he's gonna okay. be a variant he's gonna be a smart zombie oh fuck yes he is if anyone was going to be a smart zombie it'd be lance right absolutely he is he's gonna be jiggling door handles he's gonna be climbing fences <laughs> he's gonna go back to the prison walls of commonwealth climb them and eat Pamela. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. No, I, I yeah, if, if fucking Lance could, that would be soap. I don't know how the hell they'd do it, but if they could make Lance eat Pamela, that would be pretty fucking circle of life amazing. Yeah. Maybe she shows up at the train you station. Me, you made me feed my, my friend to your hideous son. Well, I'm going to just straight up eat you, lady. Yeah. And I'm going to yeah. jiggle as many doorknobs as it takes. <laughs> <laughs> they get to you. 
I'll eat every, I'll jiggle every doorknob in this room. Uh, okay, the final scene here, the prisoners are kept sedated and hooded on their way to wherever they're headed. We could see Ezekiel injected with something. I wonder why they did that. There is a nifty transition to inside the burlap sack, but like I kind of I kind of know who they didn't it's, tell me anybody that was on there that I didn't already know. Like they did the not kids in the back of the class. Yeah. The, the kids who are like, what? What's on their cell phone thing? for the first 10 minutes of the episode? Uh-huh. Because like, yeah, I, I thought it's like if they showed us someone that we didn't know about that's on the bus. But like I was like, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> first when I'm like, is his thyroid scar going to like not make the thing work or something? You know, <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's all coming together. It's all, all coming together. Up. Eugene's going to make a nuke out of the satellite. All the all all the dots are going to be connected. But, oh my god! But no, he just takes the needle and he passes out. And and then yeah, and then the thinking Hornsby's going to come up to the door of the the prison bus and jiggle it open, and everyone's going to escape. Yep. Yeah, yeah. In death, Hornsby. Wow. Uh, uh, no, I we, think they showed that for this? the people who maybe hadn't connected the dots that these are. The prisoners we've been talking about. The rarely seen fourth Martin reveal where he's like, for <laughs> fucking real people, I've already told you. I already told you 40 minutes ago. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, uh, do we are we done here? That's it, man. All right. Uh, if you'd like to send us feedback, because we are, we're almost free. We're almost free of the intense Super Bowl of pot, television podcasting that is the House of the Dragon. Uh, mm-hmm. And as soon as we're done the with that, power. we will we'll have some time on our hands. We're going to do a probably supersized Walking Dead feedback. Uh, if you want to get in on that action uh, and then throughout the rest of the season, watching dead at baldmove.com, uh, we'd really appreciate that. Uh, love talking. Love hearing from the community. Uh, you can follow along with us with everything that we're doing, all of our release schedules, um, uh, et cetera, at twitter.com slash baldmove. And if you'd like to support us, and get uh, benefits like uh, extra bonus audio content and ad-free feeds, go to support.baldmove.com. We'd really appreciate it. It helps us uh, keep us going here. That's going to be it for this week. We'll be back next week with another um, uh, revolutionary episode of The Walking Dead. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya. See ya.